Hi everybody, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome back to episode 71 of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. It is late on Sunday, yeah. but it was quite the weekend. Yeah, very late night. Uh, well, hopefully we have our pep with us, you know. We'll be enthusiastic and energetic, get this done before bed. Absolutely. It was it was crazy because my parents came in uh, to celebrate my dad's birthday. Um, he was also originally supposed to come in and get interviewed on a separate podcast, but my friend had something come up at the last second, so we had to postpone, but it was still nice to see the uh, the family. Yeah, for sure. Did you get together with your sister too? Yeah, she came and hung out during dinner last night and breakfast this morning. So what we did was my parents came in and I took them to Koreatown to get Korean barbecue. We went to this place called Seoul Garden, which my dad really likes. But the, the food this time wasn't as good as we remembered it to be. Mm. Um, the next time they come, we try a different Koreatown place. And I think I finally figured out the food situation for my folks because they aren't the biggest fan of American food. Right. So I figured, all right, we're going to hit the the trifecta. We're going to do Korean, Japanese, Chinese. Okay. So we did Seoul Garden. It was good. We came back to my place sort of like relaxed because my mom's knee is still in rehab. Really? Yeah, oh, wow. she's in physical therapy right now. She can only put like 40 pounds wow. on her left. Um, mm. So it's uh, still a work in progress. Uh when she takes the stairs, she has to do, like, one of them at a time, and she's, like, overemphasizing her right side right now. So I'm telling her to, you know, try and do as, do, do the best you can in PT because you don't want to, like, have an overdeveloped right side. Yeah, for sure. You end up getting that Derek Rose injury. Yes. The second I mean, one. If my mom cuts in the paint, you don't want to go down. Um, but so we did that, came back to my place. My dad took a nap. Because Saturday was so nice, right? So, like, the, the window... You know, like, when you take a nap and the window's open? You, you, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's the goat right there. We ended up sort of going down by the water in Battery Park, got a coffee, sat outside, just discussed about some stuff. And then my sister came over, and we all kind of, like, got dressed up, and we went to this place in Brooklyn for dinner called Zenkichi. Z-E-N-K-I-C-H-I. It's a Japanese place. Yeah. It's really awesome. This experience is crazy. So we get there. We take an Uber over there. And we get on the corner, and, dude, we can't find the door to this place. <laughs> what? It's just, like, nice wooden paneling on the outside. We're like, where's the door to this place? We finally found it. How long did it take in. you? It was, like, 20 seconds. That's the like, We walked around the corner, and then like, we came back around. We're like, where is the door to this place? Um, and we we go in, and the first thing we see is just, like, it's, like, madly dimly lit, right? And there's, like, all these bamboo trees everywhere and we're like oh they got that ambiance down they got that ambiance game strong so we walk through and it's sort of like this bamboo garden that you have to walk through and so it already like you can't hear the outside so that's really nice and we check in and they go oh great you know oh and this restaurant doesn't allow kids under 14 oh wow really yeah they when they called me to confirm the reservation <laughs> they're like just so y'all know no kids under 14 i hope you're okay with that i go fine by me that's awesome yeah, because we walk up, and what it what what it do is, so there's, like, tables, but imagine, like, really thin, uh, really uh, sort of, like, narrow hallways, and then you sort of go into, like, these little rooms, 
and each room is like so you kind of have like if you were standing the walls sort of come up to your chest right yeah and then from that point up to the roof it's just like really thin wooden beams so everyone sort of feels like they have their own compartment on a train when they're eating i see but you can sort of like see other tables around you but it's sort of like obscured so you kind of have privacy but you also kind of like am like connected with the rest of the tables and uh, when you walk in through the hall into your room, quote-unquote, they pull a bamboo mat down, so you sort of have privacy that way. Nice. Um, so we're sort of, like, snug, like you know, pretty snugly in this thing, and they did this thing called uh, an omakase, which is, uh, let, me, let me see what the official term for omakase is. Define omakase. Uh, a meal consisting of... Dishes selected by the chef. Oh, okay. So it's like sort of like a tasting menu. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and it was it was cheap too. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't like it your was two hundred dollar meal that you had a few months back. That was a two hundred dollar per person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's what I meant. Yeah, um, this one was definitely not that bad. There were eight courses, mm-hmm. which was nice. Um, the only thing that we had to select was the dessert that we had to go with. And, but because there were four of us, we ended up just going with one of each because there were only four desserts options. Oh, okay. Um, took a ton of photos. I'll have to share that with you guys later. But yeah, I saw also, I saw like one or two of them on on Instagram. The food did look good. Yeah, um, and so we also I also ordered two things off the like the a la carte menu. I did uh, this thing called uni, which is a sea urchin. Yeah. And I think that's what you saw. Yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah, that looked. I mean, that was phenomenal. It was there was, there was just so much of it, uh, and then we got like a half dozen oysters. That we start out with just uh, like an assortment of like grilled octopus, um, this tofu that they made in house, some tuna, and then they brought the sea urchin and the six sort of oysters out. And then we had, like, three types of, like, really fatty fish, like, sashimi style. And then they gave us this uh, salad with, like, uh, homemade tofu that was almost a consistency of mascarpone. Like, super creamy. You know how, like, normal tofu is, like, silky? Yeah, yeah. This one was a little bit more creamy. Then they gave us a soft, like, deep-fried soft-shell crab, which was the goat. They get, and then they gave us this grilled fish. With like thinly sliced radishes and this Japanese cherry, which was really cool. Um, and then they gave us uh, some Wagyu grilled beef that was sort of like still super pink, uh, wrapped around some some uh, some vegetables or some shit. And then they gave us. I found out that you're supposed to drink a miso soup at the end of the meal. Really, I never know that. Yeah, sort of like a palate cleanser at the very very end. So. Always, they're saying, like, just drink the miso soup at the very end. They gave us three pieces of really fatty fish um, with, like, the same salmon and, like, a puree on top. Um, and then the four desserts that we had were, like, a black bean ice cream, a dark chocolate thing with jig, some, like, I want to say, uh, veg, not vegetable, what am I saying, like, fruit sorbet-ish. And they had this thing in a grapefruit, like, so they, it looked like a grapefruit, right? And inside, it was, like, grapefruit jelly. But it was a grapefruit puree. So, I don't know how they did it. They must have, like, taken out all of the grapefruit. Yeah. 
blended that shit up, threw some uh, gelatin in it, froze it back inside the grapefruit. It was awesome. Um, and I, what was funny is when we checked in with the hostess, I had my parents go first, and I just dropped the card off there because oh, me and my wow. dad, me and my dad like to fight over who pays. <laughs> Um, I tried to pay for lunch at the Korean place, but he waved it off. So I go, okay, if you want to play this game, we gonna play this game. That's how pops is gonna be, man. Because he's he, no matter what, no matter what, your dad's always gonna be able to just throw you off or, or or basically lay the law down, right? Exactly. So we so I paid there and then took the car back. We watched a little bit of the game. I think it was I forget who was playing at night. Um, uh, last night, would it be Spurs? No, it was before that. It was the Clippers. Okay, Portland, Portland, LA. Yeah, we were watching a little bit of that, and then my dad wanted to take a walk along the water, so we sort of we did about five miles along the water, and then we came home, and then he passed out. Um, and then this morning we woke up pretty early and we did dim sum in Chinatown at this place called called the Golden Unicorn. It was okay. It wasn't too good. I mean, it was it was decent. It was like a six out of ten. Oh. But my parents were like slightly disappointed. They're like, mm, "Food's not as good as it is in Philly," because we always go to the same place in Philly. Yeah. Joyce and Lau, and that is the goat, man. I've been going there for ten years. You know. Interesting. When my sister was practicing uh, with the Philadelphia like orchestra, the student orchestra, every Saturday for like six hours or whatever, they went every Saturday. Wow. For like a couple years. So Jeez. the owners, the owners know my folks. Pretty damn well, I imagine. Extra. Yeah, they give them a little extra every time. I mean, my parents must have thrown at least five figures in, <laughs> in a bill to their way. Wow. You know what's crazy? That's more than me going to the Smith. <laughs> That's way more than you going to the Smith, and you go to Smith a lot. I do go to the Smith a lot. Um, what's funny is. Last night, my parents went to bed a little early, and I was sort of laying on the couch. Like, I didn't, I didn't want to sign on, you know? Um, cause on the, I just on the didn't, Xbox. On the, well, yeah, sorry. On the Xbox. And so I started watching 30 for 30 oh, yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. I watched The You. Okay, I haven't seen that one in its entirety. I, it's been a you while since I've watched it. You have to see this. It is so good. It basically talks about the uh, University of Miami, Hurricanes, Starting from the late seventies right. all the way until two thousand eight, and just the utter dominance that that program had. Um, it, they were saying like they were the team of the eighties, and they actually got all the good old players to come back. So we're talking like Michael Irvin comes back, yep. um, like all these other people, all the coaches. So you had um, who else? So so who'd you have in the beginning? You had like uh, Ed, Ed uh, Dickerson come back. You had uh, Jimmy Johnson there, and it was just crazy how they took this team from where they were, basically a pro, like a like a no name program, into the team of the '80s. And then when you watch the U Part Two, so it's basically two movies, right? Yeah. Um, the U Part Two talks about the 2001 team a little bit and how they, like their eventual fall from grace. I found out, dude, the 2001 teams considered one of the best college teams of all time. In that team, they had 17 players get drafted in the first round wow. of the NFL draft. Really? 17 players on the same team I, get drafted. I was wondering what the record was. Um, for, they went perfect. 
Well, so, uh, sorry, for the NFL draft, like, which university has the most players drafted in one se- in one draft, as well as, uh, you know, uh, in the first round? Oh, that's a good question. I'm not entirely sure. I know that they were talking about Ohio State being up there this year. Oh, yeah. Um, they definitely have a ton of of players. So let me let me just read off the 2001 Miami Hurricanes and the people who got NFL draft selections in the first round. In the first round, pick number three, Andre Johnson. Pick number five, Sean Taylor. Pick number six, Kellen Winslow, the second. Pick seven, Brian McKinney. Eight, Anshaw Roll. Twelve, Jonathan Vilma. Fourteen, Jeremy Shockey. Fifteen, Jerome McDougal. Seventeen, Phil Buchanan. Eighteen, DJ Williams. Nineteen, Vernon Carey. Twenty-one, Vince Wolfork. Twenty-three, Willis McGahee. Twenty-four, Ed Reed. Twenty-five, William Joseph. Twenty-seven, Mike Rumpf. Thirty-one, Kelly Jennings. That is in the first round alone. And then you'll notice some players like Clinton Portis, yeah. right? Second round. Frank Gore, third round. Um, Najee Davenport, fourth round. I mean, these are some crazy, crazy people. They right. were saying They were saying that that year, you could throw that Miami Hurricanes team in the NFL and they'd go to the playoffs. <laughs> what, what, uh, 2001? 2001, I'm trying okay. to think who was in the playoffs that year. I don't. I don't. I wasn't really a football fan back then. Is, so, so Wiki, Wikipedia is saying it's been estimated that the 2001 Hurricanes would cost nearly 120 million dollars as an NFL team as early as 2009. Wow. Yeah. 38 members of the team would be selected in the NFL draft of that team. Really. As of 2013, they had earned a combined total of 43 trips to the Pro Bowl. Ed Reed has nine, Andre Johnson has seven, Frank Gore has five, Vince Wilfork has five, Jeremy Shockey has four, Jonathan Vilma has three, Willis McGahee has two, Chris Myers two, Clinton Porters two, Antra Roll two, Sean Taylor two, Brian McKinney one, Kellen Winslow one. I mean, that is just a collection of talent. Yeah, absolutely. It is crazy. They uh, They set the record that year because of how utterly dominant they were. Um, I'm trying to find the one stat. Let's see. Yeah. Miami beat opponents by an average of 32.9 points per game. <laughs> the Hurricanes scored 512 points per game while only yielding 117. Wow. Yeah. So the offense set the school scoring record while the defense led the nation in scoring defense for fewest points allowed, pass defense, and turnover margin. That is unreal, dude. Yeah. But, uh, so I've been, so I was watching it, I was, like, feeling, like, pretty, pretty, I'm just getting amped up, and I was going to try and use that in the Zog football game today, because <laughs> the other game, the other team that we were playing, which is all really good friends of ours, like, we're really close. Oh, really? So it's, it's fun, you it know? It's a competitive it's fun to, game, then. It's a super competitive game, in the sense that you know each other by name, you're calling people out, you're having fun, right? Yeah. So you can be a little handsy with people, you can talk shit to each other, you know it's all in good fun. We get there, and, like, we're all sort of warming up. We're, like, you know, I'm congratulating some of the people on the other team because he had run a four-mile race, and he won, like, a sub-seven 
like per mile time, and he ended up with like six thirty, I want to say. Jeez. So I mean, that's you know, congratulating him. Just you know, it's just it's a beautiful day outside. We win the coin toss, and you know, I'm starting to get a little frustrated, Reza, because I'm just not getting looks, and I'm finding soft spots in the zone. I'm running my heart. You know, I'm giving my heart out there right now. Yeah. I'm just not getting looks. I don't know what to do. Um, I totally can feel on a on a one percent level the, <laughs> I guess the frustration that certain receivers feel. Right. Oh, you, you understand and how Des Bryant feels? Is what you're saying to me? I'm saying I know exactly how Des Bryant feels. You know. Did you Did um, you lose your shit? I lost my shit a little bit. <laughs> I didn't lose it along the sidelines. Oh, okay. Like but, after the game or something. Yeah, there was there was a ball that was thrown somewhat my way. So let me tell you all the plays I could have made. Um, on defense, I'm just realizing that I'm playing too soft on people. So I tried to meet people at the apex of the ball today. But what I realized is I gotta. It's almost like balancing. Uh, covering the receiver versus over over pursuing the ball. The first pass that I like it, I like it caught in front of me. I let him box me out a little bit. What I should have done was, at the last second, reach around him and try and knock the ball away. But I just put both my hands on his like on his back I to see. make sure that if he caught it, he'd be down. Right, right. But what would have made more sense is reaching around him, knocking the ball over, knocking the ball out. So if I miss that, knocking the ball out, at least I can like still have two hands on him. Right. That happened another time with a guy running across from me. Um, on defense, I bit on a on a fake really badly. Thank God the quarterback didn't see it, but he was like he motioned inside, so I'm following him along the line. Right off the hike, he sort of dips inside. He dips his shoulder, his right shoulder down to move onto the inside, and then he zips back out to do a wheel route. And he, I bit so hard on that. Um, even the uh, the ref on the side was like, "Dude, you can't get bit. You can't bite on that that hard." <laughs> I go, "You're right." Wow. Right, man. I, I congratulate the other guy. He goes, dude, you had me so hard. He goes, I know I had you so hard. My quarterback just not looking at me. Um, so this offense. is what happens when you play with amateur quarterbacks, man. Yeah. I mean, the thing about amateur quarterbacks, especially in a league, is they lock in on people. Yeah, exactly. Like, off the hike. Yeah. You mean you, a lot of times they have a general idea as to where they want to throw the ball beforehand, and they're not going to scan the entire football field. They just can't see it. Mm-hmm. Their QB vision yeah, is really, really Yeah, it's real small. low. It's real narrow. It's real narrow. Um, and on offense, so the first play that came towards my way was sort of tipped by another player on my team. And off the tip, I, like, dive for this ball. Right. Because right? it's, like, 15 yards down the field. And I just let it bobble out of my hands, dude. I was on my knees off the off the dive, bobbling, and I just couldn't secure it. And I, and I yelled a word that I shouldn't have said. Um <laughs> I just said the F word on oh, the field. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, said it real loud. I didn't. I almost spiked the ball, but I was like, I was really disappointed in myself because we we really needed it. Did they give you we personal? Really, did like, did they give you a flack for that or anything? No. All right. No, I didn't spike the ball. I think they would have if they if I did that. I see. But I wasn't going to spike the ball. I was just really disappointed in myself for not reeling that in because I like kind of gave. I threw my body at that, you know. Yeah. But I just sort of hit my hands. Another one. I ran this. Deep post route. I saw him see me, and he heaves it. So I'm running, and then there's another guy on my team who's running a go route. So we're sort of converging on the same point, and I just 
I just don't know if I was not fast enough or if I was thinking about diving for it, like just f- f- like, you know, laying out for this thing. Yeah. I wonder if I would have still come up short though. I think the reason why I didn't lay out is because we put on AstroTurf and I, I just it's not a good out. look, man. Yeah, no. Nah. I bitched out. So, I should have though. So you were just I think it was like though. I was I was like two steps behind it. I wonder if I dove if I would have been able to get my fingers on it at least. I don't know. This was like a easily like a fifty yard bomb, and the guy running the go route was like right there too. So I was thinking to myself, do I die for this? And he runs into me. Yeah. You know, because we were just we were both going to the same spot. So I, I know I started yelling, "You got it! You got it! You got it!" But I don't know if he would have, and I'm just wondering if I should have just because it's hard right now. I'm trying to figure out how when you're when you're when you're flying down the field and you see the ball in the air, you like I don't know how you play, but I gotta turn around and track that ball right, and I'm just not able to. I basically I know I slow down from 100 percent to like 80 percent when I'm like looking up in the air trying to find this ball and then trying to like pick back up speed again. Interesting. Like there's just no way I can do that. I've never thought about it, really. Uh, I mean, I I think that comes when you just play a lot, you know. You're yeah, like being able to catch it over your shoulder. Yeah, just to just to see it, track it, get a have a good idea as to where the ball is going to fall after seeing it for like a quarter second when you turn, and just get to that spot. Yeah, we were also playing without our starting QB. He was out this week. Um. I call him the 2006 Michael Vick because he can. He a he's got a cannon for an arm, uh, and b he uh, he's really good at scrambling. So today we put another guy who was able to put really put a nice touch on the ball when he threw it. But I think was just getting used to like a different quarterback. Um, we did try and like call a few plays in the beginning, like in in warmups, mm-hmm. and I think that's really what we need. I think what we need to do is just to start getting uh, a strategy down, you know. Like, if, the, if, if we're going to line up a certain way, I think what we need to do is have set plays so you know what side of the field you're going to line up on and just having a few, like, pre-recorded plays. Because right now, there's always, like, so there's a quarterback. So there's, there's a guy on the line who has to hike the ball. But once he hikes the ball, he can't move. Like, he can't move at all, right? So he counts as a person. There's a quarterback. And then there are six receivers. I guarantee you, three of those receivers are running go routes, which really does you no good, you know? Because if three people are running go routes, you have to be certain that A, you've got burner speed, and B, that you've got the hands. Yeah. And if you don't have the hands, why are you running go routes? Not to mention the, the accuracy on the quarterback's part. Again, we're not all playing with like Peyton Manning or Tom Brady over here. You Right. Um, and I'm just saying all this because I'm just frustrated because I'm just not getting the looks. Like, I like to run, like, ins, drags. So I, I, I do I'll, – I'll throw a post every now and then just to see if the the defense will bite on me, sort of, like, pretending to run a dip and then sort of doing in and out and up, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, so, this, yeah, the second pass that came my way was a, a really just deep one. And then another pass that was towards the end of the game, one of the, the, the captain of the team, he goes, All right, what you're going to do is you're going to run. You're going to run straight up, and then you're going to post to the outside, and then you're going to go back up again. And I think there was, must have been a miscommunication 
or me misunderstanding what he wanted because what he wanted was for me to there was a guy on the other team good friend of ours what he was doing he kept biting inside so if I were to sort of out when he bit and then run up the sidelines sort of like a Z route you know yeah um, he would have hit me and I think that's what the quarterback wanted but I think when I went inside, I didn't run as far to the sideline as I should have. Because when I turned around, he had thrown the ball towards the sideline where he wanted Uh-oh. to be. And I was like, okay, I see what you're saying. Like, they just, we, there was no reps on that. And I just, that's I, 100% my fault. So I came back and I go, dude, my bad. I should have, I wasn't where you wanted me to be. Um, and at the end, I'm running. This is like their first and goal. They're on offense. They throw the ball. A good friend who actually ran the race, he had this beautiful pump fake motion where he'd grip the ball with two hands, like dip his shoulder like real fast. Like I was like, dude, you're really selling. Like, somebody get this man an Oscar. <laughs> this man's pump fake action is so strong. But uh, he threw a ball and it came right through, right to me. And I just didn't get my hands up in time. I saw it and my brain was like, dude, put your hands up. But by the time I got both my hands up... One of my hands sort of like deflected the ball a little bit. Yeah. And they almost scored a touchdown, but that would have been a pick six, dude, because it was basically um, the guy I was covering was running a slant route inside, but when he when he moved in, the quarterback was throwing sort of like behind him, and I was sort of trailing him a tiny bit. That it should have been like the uh, the Seattle Seahawks Super Bowl. You know, the the Patriots, uh, Malcolm. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm Butler steps in front of it. Right. That's what I should have done. And I just didn't get my hands up in front of it. It's a risky play I to did. make, though. Yeah, but I saw the ball. Like, he, the way he was, the quarterback was playing, he kept throwing to the his he kept throwing to his left side. And I was on the left side. And I was like, be prepared for him to pump it to the right, which he did. And I was like, okay. Like, you're so far, like, you, you've got this You've got this play, not red, but you're following the quarterback. You know he's going to pump fake to the right. And then he threw it to the left, and I just didn't get my hands up in time. And it was just, I, I didn't, I, I just overthought it, you know. And it was disappointing. And I just had a really bad day about it. I, this is like the second week on the field I, ha- I haven't had a good, haven't had a good run. And to be honest, Raza, I just don't know what I'm doing wrong. Um, do you think it's just? A, do you think? Do you think it's just kind of like lack of almost mojo? Like you just you, you you haven't hit a rhythm yet this season. Yeah, but we're like five games in with like three games left. Yeah, and I'm I think I'm gonna miss the last two games. I'm just thinking to myself like this is a lost season for me. I know it's not about me; it's about the team. But but you got to get your fun out of it too. You know, you're paying money yeah. for it as well. Yeah, I'm just like trying to get my looks in. And I'm, you know, I show up every week, you know, and people come in and out, and I guess I'm just not good enough. I guess it's, I, I guess that's just the, the stone cold truth right there. Like maybe I just gotta get better. I'm just trying to figure out how to get better, you know. It's, uh, it's just real, it's real frustrating, man. I'm just like I had to, I got, I basically also got voluntold to ref the next game, which really pissed me off. Wait, what happened? So every week you gotta, you gotta like offer a ref to do the to like be a volunteer ref for the next game. Okay. And all that means is just like you know doing the uh, the stopwatch for the time and like making sure you cover one half of the end of the of the game field. So if they caught it and all that stuff, like you know you gotta make those calls and all that's fine to do. But I think just based on me and this and the one guy on the team, we just haven't been. Uh, 
I think there's been some friction lately because, like, the last week he called me out because I caught a ball behind this line of scrimmage. But I thought I was behind, I was I thought I was in front of line yeah, of scrimmage, yeah. and he like chewed me out in front of the entire team. And I was like, "Don't think I don't think you should think that you can talk to me like that." But I did it with a lot more colorful language, <laughs> and this like we we made up then. But it's still been a little, yeah, it's still been a little bit, you know. Yeah. And then he uh, he basically tells me, you know, are you, are you going to be able to do it? And I just felt the pressure, and I was like, you know what, I'll just do it. But it was a. Uh, it just felt like I was getting ball and told, you know? Like, instead of saying, like, hey, do you want to be able to do it? It's more of like, hey, I'm going to need you to do this. So when when you do that, like, are you refing for your game or you just pick your – you're refing for another game? Like, refing for a game after mine. Oh, uh, okay. So now you have to stay, like, another – what, is it an hour? Uh, yeah, like, another 45 minutes. Okay. So, like, everyone bounces and – Yeah, and then you got to – It's fine. I mean, I think I'm just salty today, you know? It's uh, – I, I came in with a lot of energy – I was going to talk trash to the one guy, um, but I just couldn't. Like, I was talking to one of our other good friends who plays on the other team, and he goes, dude, you have to talk trash all game. It's going to be so much fun if you do that. And we figured out the right kind of trash talk to get into his head. Yeah. Um, we were we, What we were going to do is, he, you know, I congratulated the kid who, the guy was, I guess I was going to punk on, I had just run the race. Right. So I felt like throughout the game, I go, every, why don't I do this thing where every time I, talk, like, I call him out on something ridiculous, I go, this guy who ran... A six thirty, you know, race can't cover me. And then, like as the game goes on, I keep increasing the amount of time it took him to run it. So like this guy who ran a six forty five mile can't cover me. You know, look at this clown out here can't even run a sub seven minute mile trying to cover me. It would have been funny because we know it would have gotten into his head, right? Because right. like, he's he's not sensitive about it, but you know, it's something to be proud about. Um, but he made huge plays. That dude had three interceptions on three consecutive drives against us. Wow. He was just, he was playing a good QB spy in the middle, you know? And our QB was locked in. I mean, our QB had a phenomenal game, but, you know, two, two, uh, two good touchdowns, but uh, a couple of picks. I think when, you, when you're down, you, start, you want to force it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's, uh, it was tough. I mean, I was. I was pretty angry at myself for for so many things, right? It was sort of like a downward spiral of, all right, you did poorly. There was a couple of plays where you could have made a huge play, but you didn't. And so, you know, those sort of like go on a feedback loop in your head. And then you start to get angry of the fact that you are angry, right? Because it's just a game. And you kind of really, you started to do this for fun. It was a beautiful day out. And now you feel like, oh, I'm in a, I'm a shitty mood, but it's a good day out. So you feel like you're wasting a day. So I literally walked home from 130th Street all the way home. This has become a usual thing for you. Every time you have a Zog game, you walk. Yeah, I, I mean, I like to be outside. I was close to beating my my personal best today um, as I pull up my Fitbit app. Uh, today, I had 31,325 steps. I still haven't broken 25K, and I, and I won't break 25K until I'm in the city just walking. Yeah, well, the next time you're in the city, I know exactly what we're doing. We're gonna go on a nice hike, and I think you'll, I think you'll really like that. Yeah. Um, I walked. For, I basically was active for about fourteen point three miles. I was active for two hundred and sixty-two minutes. Uh, what's crazy is the I actually walked what amounted to twenty-eight floors today, and I was active for eight of nine hours today. The only hour that I wasn't active was uh, nine a.m. to ten a.m. because we were in a cab. And we were sitting down to eat. 
I see. Um, so, it was, uh, yeah, you know, this week I walked 130,000 steps. Last week, 112,000. The week before, 83, 91, 101. So, you know, I'm in a good, uh... I'm in a good eighty to one hundred and thirty sort of thousand range. It's you just know, ridiculous, still, ridiculous numbers work. as far as I'm concerned. I'm yeah, I'm right. literally half of that. Like I, I'm I'm probably around sixty k. Um, well, I appreciate that you accepted the work week hustle. Um, <laughs> I do think it's funny because I never refer to it as a work week hustle. I always call it the workday warrior, the weekday warrior, the weekday uh, the weekday hustle, and then. My friend Kat, she just she just gets so angry every time she goes, "Dude, it's a work week hustle. Get it right." And I go, "Yeah, what I say, the workday warrior." <laughs> um, I mean, but, they're just kind of dumb names, as far as I'm concerned. They're just the weekly competition, the weekly Fitbit. Like I, I don't really do any of the other ones, so it's just the the you know the Fitbit comp, the competition with the people. Yeah, it's uh, so all in all, I thought that the walk home would cool me down. It really hasn't, and I think I'm just going to use today's uh, sort of disappointing game experience to, to just double down on working out more, getting stronger, trying to get faster, trying to get more consistent with my catches, attacking the ball. I was definitely like, I could feel the intensity that I was playing with today being a lot higher, so that was good, you know? I was definitely on defense, like not afraid to get in people's faces, uh, having my hands on people. Um, usually I like to, I might, I play a little bit less aggressively, you know, giving people too much space, letting them catch it underneath me and then I tag them. But now I'm trying to really get into people's, uh, getting real people's grills, which I appreciate. And I, you know, I can definitely sense that growth there, but I just gotta, I gotta do better, man. I think I just I'm trying to use this to, to fuel some fire in me because I hate, I hate feeling this way. You know, I, I really do. Like I, I look forward to these games. But if I'm looking forward to these games, and then it's just like you know, three three looks at me, zero catches. Like I just I just feel like I let my team down, you know. And I think that's the worst part about it, because each of those plays would have been big plays, and I was making those plays last year, but not this year. I just don't know why. Yeah, that's how I felt in my uh, my uh, flag football leagues back back in uh, intramural uh, football, like. A lot of the times I felt like I, I could have been, you know, running some decent routes, catching some balls. Um, so the rules that we had were a bit different. I think you guys have to count. You can't rush immediately, right? In, right. in our flag football, you could rush immediately. So you needed linemen. So typically... Uh, I How think, many people were on the field? I think it was seven. I'm pretty okay. sure it's seven. You can play with six. And if you have any less than six, I think you automatically forfeit. So... Um, you automatically forfeit. Yeah. So you could, well, I, you, you could still play, but you know, I don't think you can, I don't, I'm not sure they would actually let it, let you win. I, I, I can't really remember. I don't think it ever happened to us. So it's hard to say, mm-hmm. but we, we, we would typically have, you had to have two people on the line plus somebody snapping the ball. So I think you needed at least three people on the line. Then you had your, your quarterback and then you had three, three, uh, receivers, Something like that, right? And then the defense needed uh, equivalent people to be rushers as well. And a lot of the times, people on my team would never want to play the line. And you literally need someone to be on the line. So I would just sacrifice and go to the line, despite the fact that I felt like I was faster or had right. better hands than a lot of the other people that were out there. But because no one wanted to do it, I was kind of stuck. 
Also, I think I was a better lineman than a lot of the people too, but you know, it's a story. Were you, were you allowed to put your hands on people? No, as a lineman? no, you were basically setting picks. So you have to, you like, I don't remember if you had to have your hands behind your back, but it was basically like a pick in basketball, but you were, you know, moving while you were doing it and just so trying your best to prevent the person to get by you. Standard NBA picks nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> no, not even standard, standard NBA picks. Would, or they would get, you, you would get in trouble for that. Can't be tackling people and all now. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But we you can't, uh, you can't be. Uh, was it Draymond Green? Yeah, you, can, you cannot be going Draymond Green style on this. So, you, you you basically set these picks, and sometimes it worked well, sometimes it didn't. Our quarterback was pretty good, and he also had legs. So, uh, we weren't a great team, though. So a lot of like our first downs and stuff would come off of him scrambling, or we you know just getting yards become right. come from his scrambling. He had a bomb too, so he he would throw pretty hard, so some people couldn't catch it, some people couldn't hold it, and where I kind of found my my uh, skill set was really just so I'd play the line right, basically try to hold my man for about three to five seconds, and then break off and just jump to the flats, try to catch a ball and and just gotcha. break off as fast as I can or as far as I can, and that worked sometimes, but you know you get you get brought down quick you don't get the big flashy plays which you know would be nice to get every now and then yeah i mean so in our league if you're the one lineman you can't you can't do that you got to stay in place yeah yeah like you, can't, you can't, can't you can't you can't declare yourself eligible no you can't just be like hey hey ref i'm eligible okay okay cool <laughs> run you can't do that i see they're going they're going to flag you down real quick i see um and I think it's also just rough because in our league, like, we were, at one point we were 1-2, and, and now we're 1-4, and four, and it's just, I'm tired of just only, like, ever winning one game. And it's a delicate balance, right? Because you, you want, you need enough people to, to, to feel the team. But those types of people, you're not always sure if they're just here to have fun or if they want to win. And originally, I just wanted to have fun right. because I just realized in the last season, like we were just getting smoked by people. Then you figure, oh well, you know, same team back, you know, we uh, let's try and let's at least try and win some of these. You know, we come all this way, let's try and do somewhat well as a team. And then when you just keep getting smoked every week, it's that's pretty demoralizing. And I don't know if. Because, like, we're starting to get a little bit more serious. Like, the one guy, he, our team captain, he bought a whiteboard and we like, drawing plays up. And it's fine, but then people were only sort of running their plays in the first drive and they totally forgot about it. And they went back to running go routes and they went back to just, like, all congregating in certain places on the field. Like, if you're both going to run ins, can one person run three steps and the person run five steps? As opposed to just like running into each other and then just both like wanting the ball. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, high science 2020, and I'm not in a position to call the people out. Um, but I just, like, I'm just trying to figure out what the right balance is between having fun, but then like wanting to win, you know? I can just feel that side, that competitive side of me start to come out and just get really, just really frustrated. When we're just getting smoked by people. And it's like, yeah, you know, these people aren't that much better than us, but they're executing. And that's the key between teams on Sunday or Saturday, whenever we play. 
because um, any given weekend day, you know, if you if you execute, you make, you make these catches, you know, you're good to go. But uh, so you know how you know how, uh, how Kobe felt when he was playing with Shaq then. Yeah, but with at least Kobe and Shaq, like they they, they, they went won. on a run. Yeah, they won. But they got three rings. Yeah. And, you know, the time when Shaq was leaving, you know, mid-2000s, I can't remember what year he left, but mid-2000s, I guess, when uh, he, he Kobe, Kobe uh, you know, felt like Shaq just wasn't putting in the work. Shaq just didn't care about winning as much. Yeah, but nobody on our team is a freak athlete like Shaq was comparatively. <laughs> no, 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 of course not. But I'm just saying in terms of the effort and... Like, you know, for you, having a good time consists of winning, and, and I completely understand that. I get very competitive when it comes to sports and just things in general. And if if I'm not going to win or if I feel like people are not trying as hard as they should, like, shoot, I would get competitive in PE sometimes in gym class in, 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 in uh, middle and high school, and I would get upset because people would just go out there, you know, playing baseball and softball. You get this half-assed effort to catch the ball coming your way. Or you have some people that just like move away from the ball that's coming their way because they're scared of getting hit in the face. Right. It's like it's like hello, the ball's rolling on the ground. Yeah, man. Well, it's... when you when you got other people in gym club, when you have like when you have some other hyper competitive people on the other team, of course I'm gonna be competitive because I I don't want to get smashed twenty to two, you know. Yeah, like this, like I mean, it's crazy, but like I I do take a sense of self worth out of the team result on these games. And maybe it's just maybe I'm maybe I'm too amped up, you know. Maybe maybe I need to match the intensity of my team. I will say this though: it seems like at every half, whenever we play first half, second half, coach always wants to pull me out first. And if that happens again this weekend, I'm gonna say something. But you better pull somebody else out because I just got in this field, and you ain't pulling me out. Yeah. It's just every. Every week you gonna pull me out first. I'm gonna say something. I'm, I think I'm gonna say something this week. Um, not not having it. Not having it. I can't, feel you. Can't, can't be pulling me out every time, and then leaving me out two three drives, and and then you know getting angry at me because I'm here and it's my fault that I'm not saying I gotta come back into the game. I hate I hate sitting out, man. The one oh. time the one time it was welcome was when I tore my ACL. I was like, I'm a I'm a I put my hand up. I'm gonna have to sit out. I, w- yeah. I was not that calm about it. Right. No, it's, I was terrible pain. It's uh, it's frustrating, man, to be to be called out by you off now. It's like, dude, we played one drive on one side of the field. You know, it's it's not necessary to to get pulled off like that unless you're tired, unless you injured yourself and you gotta get pulled out. I think the standard minimum amount of time that a player should have on the field is offensive defense and then you can see if you want to get pulled out you know what i mean yeah for sure yeah i just know that he's going to reach out on gchat during the week and i just gotta be i just gotta be more mature about it than i than i want to be you know i think it's just going to be one of those things where it's just like you know we we're a good team we got a good group of people it's it's just a matter of executing, and, I, and, I, and I'm part of that team. I'm definitely, you know, put myself at the top of that. Need to improve the catching and, and all that stuff. It's just, 
you know, it's just frustrating because people will say stuff like, oh, we should totally get together and, like, practice. And say, we're talking about practice. <laughs> you know, you, talk, you want to talk about practice? I'm willing to practice. And then during the week, just radio silence. And then you come up. It's like, you know, to, it's like when people go to, you know, they go to, they're going to go to sleep. They look at themselves in the mirror like, oh, my God, like, I need to go to the gym. I, I wish, like, you know, I wish it was a... a decent hour i'd go work out right now i'm definitely working out tomorrow morning tomorrow morning comes out you're like oh you know what i woke up late i'll go in the afternoon you just, you just never make it all of a sudden it's the night again you look at yourself in the mirror you're like i'm definitely doing it tomorrow you just yeah. you, you I, I think it's just i think it's something that you can say you feel like you want to do it at the time and then when you actually have that free time you'd much rather just sit on the couch you'd much rather you know go out to dinner with friends whatever it whatever it is but when you're doing something you know work it's hard to, it's hard to get yourself there especially yeah. when it, it really is you know meaningless right like if this is not your job this is just something that you're doing for fun and maybe that's a justification for it yeah and i think as disappointed and disappointing as it is for me to say i might have to take i might have to call it quits after the season man it's uh i just it just hasn't been fun getting smashed like this every week you know? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I mean, I hate to go out like this. I will, I will. I'm like still eighty percent willing to sign up again, but twenty percent of me is just like, dude, what's the point? What's the point coming out of here? Just getting smashed every week. You know, we were playing like it's always a joke, right? Where we play against these other teams, and they all got plays, and they all know exactly what they're doing, and they're all fucking super serious about it. The guys and the girls. Everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone knows exactly where they want to need to be on defense, on offense. Everyone's got plays, you know. They know exactly what routes to run. And if, even if the quarterback's locked in on somebody, they know exactly what that player's going to be doing as opposed to guessing and then throwing the ball. And then our team likes a joke. Oh, look at this team. Super serious. They got plays. It's like, yeah, they got plays, and that's why they winning. For sure. That's why we out here 38-0. It's, it's they the got mentality. Plays. Yeah, it's... It seems like it's it's if you if you want to win, it's it's got to be with a gr- different group of people. You got to take your talents to South Beach, Sandy. I take my talents to South Beach, but it's just like, it's like it, I think it's I thought we gotta we gotta get over ourselves and be like, oh, it's we're, we're too cool to have plays. We gotta get yeah, have exactly, fun. exactly. It's like if that's the case, then then you're right. Either I do gotta I gotta switch up teams, or or we gotta stop getting all down on ourselves when we lose. You know, because that's like. That's like refusing to admit that what is happening in front of us is happening. And that's, we need some plays. There's something that you can do about it, right? If you guys are not making, if you're not making an effort to change something, then you're not going to see different results. Yeah. I'm also, I'm also saying this as a guy who is not the best performer on the team. So I feel like I got to caveat that at every point. (laughs) But I just, I just want to, I want to play up to the, I want to play to the intensity that everyone else has, you know? So if you're, if you're out here making plays, that's great. You know, I want to feel inspired by that kind of stuff. I want to feel inspired when people are like, oh, you made a heck of a play. You know, give each other a high five, just saying shit, instead of just like walking to the line and being like, let's hike the ball again. You know, what people on your team on defense is like, is it halftime yet? Like, you know it's not halftime yet. Line up. You know, you can play your zone. Don't, don't lollygag and ask me if it's halftime yet. You know, they'll, they'll blow the whistle if it's halftime. This is why I can't play. Um, this is why I can't play professional sports because no, 
not not with just uh my uh my lack of ability, but dude, if I got smoked and you're standing in front of my locker room and I got a towel on and you're gonna ask me like, oh Sandy, why do you think you uh, shot the bed today? It's like, what am I supposed to say? Well, you know, really let my team down. Didn't hit some shots I usually hit. Gotta hit those shots. All the team but better defense than me. Like, is that where you just sort of like glaze over your eyes and just be like, I, I think so. Say what you guys just say. Dish out that can of response, more or less. Like you know, just just speak from let the let the disappointment speak for yourself because uh, as as soon as you let the anger come out, that's when you get in trouble with the commissioner, when you get fined with the teams. I mean, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So, <laughs> no, you're right though. But I think it's just a, I think it was just a sort of you know a feedback loop today of not doing well. Feeling bad about not doing well. Feeling bad about letting the team down, and then I, feeling bad about the fact that I got—I was feeling bad, you know. I feel you. Yeah. So, good I, night's I, sleep. I th- yeah, I think a, I think a good night's sleep. You'll you'll sleep it off. Get to work tomorrow. You'll, yeah. you'll 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 level back down. Exactly. And then realize it's just a game. And then do it all again week, next week. Do it all again next week, man. Although hopefully the game's not on Saturday because I'm actually trying to go hiking again with some friends on Saturday. Um, but. You know, don't burn, don't burn your legs out. I don't give a shit at this point, dude. <laughs> I don't give a shit about shit. I'm actually thinking about how cool it would be if I went hiking one day and got thirty thousand steps one day, and the very next day went to go play Zoth, got a thirty thousand steps in the next day. How it just sort of destroyed my legs would be. You got to make sure you sign up for that uh, that weekend warrior, whatever the hell it's called. Whatever the fuck it's called. Maybe you and I, I mean, I don't know anyone who I do weekend warriors with, so maybe that's something that we should do. Oh, interesting. Yeah, um, I thought I thought you did it with Kat, too. Uh, yeah, not this week. She was at PAX, um, which is pretty cool, I think. Really? Yeah, she went to PAX in Boston. Oh, wow. Yeah. You thought we were in the video games. Yeah, I'll, have to t- I'll have to talk to you about that off the air. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, let's wrap it up. All right. It's, uh... I've ranted enough, and I think people are over me ranting. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's late for us, too, so, yeah, we'll, we'll head, get ready for bed. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks for putting up with me this week, guys. We'll see you next week.